Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome back, everyone, to the From the Back Tees podcast. We're now uh, two hosts, and our third host is now an official uh, major champion cup maker. Reed, let's just get right into it. Uh, congrats, big finish, 51st place in your first major. I know... Uh, you may have wanted to do better, but overall, I think it's a pretty good week. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you never want to finish 50, what was it, 50, 51st? So that would end up being a 52nd. 50 uh, you never want to finish in the 50s or below there or whatever. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it was our first major. Um, we made a cut. You know, we wanted more, obviously. But um, got to take the positives and run with it. I uh, had some uh, great moments. I even posted something on Facebook and uh, uh, I believe I posted on Instagram, maybe Twitter. Uh, that shot we hit. You know, yeah, let's get right into the great, the great, probably the greatest moment of, of dude, the week. <laughs> dude, our, uh, my first major ever and we have a memory like that. Uh, it was Mark's first major ever as well. And dude, this ball, we were in the right-hand fairway bunker. There's two fairway bunkers on nine on the right. And the wind's blowing off the left. Pins cut on the left-hand side of the green. There's a bunker left. There's OB left. And we have 200. And this is the discrepancy, actually. I calculated it 236 yards. Shot, tra- shot tracker had it at 238 yards. That being said... <laughs> The ball left the club face out of the bunker, and it was one of those shots where you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, my – it's like it's like on a part three or whatever. You hit, a, you hit the first tee ball on a part three, and you're like, oh, my God, like that, that looks really good go in. But, like, this ball was in the air. I'm like, dude, that, that might go in. And it came down on the green and probably rolled 30 to 40 feet. And there was – I've had people – that day and until even today coming up to me saying I saw it, I was on one tee or I was on the putting green or I was walking around nine green and everyone said it went in just like a pot. So it was, it was a converted par five. I think it was roughly about 500 yards. Converted par five. I think it was playing 508, 508 that day or something. Yeah. And uh, we made a deuce. So we'll put an asterisk around it as a double eagle since it was a converted bar converted bar five but it was an eagle a genuine eagle at that and uh maybe one of the greatest golf shots i've ever seen yeah that was has mark ever made a double eagle no i mean technically it wasn't a double eagle for pga tour tournament but no exactly he got so he got like scuffed out of one you can't really tell that it was out of the bunker from any of the video well part of it was it was a hybrid so he didn't really have to go down and get it. You know, it was more of a pick it clean kind of thing. But, yeah, it was in the right-hand bunker. And apparently a lot of those bunkers were uh, a little less sandy than usual. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were light and sand. But you know what, though? I would much rather have that than too much sand. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that'll, less- give, that'll give you more, more of the, the egg lies, the fried egg, fried egg right. lies if you've got too much sand. So. I mean, if you get short-sided in a bunker with – zero saying then you're kind of sol and screwed but at the end of the day i think everyone would have too little sand over too much sand yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, and that, that shot came. It was on the Friday, right? Yes. So if not for that shot, it might have been a short week. Just saying. Well, I mean, but you could say, you could say, you know, we, we double our 36 hole to barely make the cut. So it, yeah, yeah, what you, happened on the 36 hole? Because apparently they don't have video of your hole out. I don't know how they get this video, but they don't have video of anything else. <laughs> uh, 36 hole, we were in the right rough and maybe the worst lie I've ever seen in golf. Um, some of these lies out there, like the rough was so like thick as the, thick as, it was patchy, but thick is the wrong word because it would sink. Like it, it was just, it was light, but it was, it was so dense that like it would go to the bottom. And then once your club tried to go through it, it'd flip it right over. So we were in the right rough and went through the ball and it flipped it right over. We were just—we were literally trying to hit 120-yard shot to leave ourselves a wedge shot in. There was no way in hell we were getting to the green. I think we had like—I want to say like 185, 190 pin. If I'm off the top of my head, that could be a little off, but uh, the shots run together a little bit. But um, yeah, it flipped the club right over. We went into the left rough, and there was actually a hazard over there. And we were both scared and crept into the hazard. And we got up there and found the ball, and it was. In another lie that was, I mean, let me just say this to listeners. We were hitting a wedge from 100 yards or so, 80 yards, and it was so thick and so buried that we couldn't, it was hard to carry the bunker that was on the front edge of the green. So we hit it into the bunker in three, hit it on, uh, had about 10 feet, 15 feet for par, for bogey. Uh, I thought we needed to make it to the cut possibly. Uh, missed it, made double. And uh, actually found out later that the cut was the top 70 in ties, not like a typical PGA Tour tournament that was top 65 in ties. Ended up being, I think, the, we were like T63 or something after the Friday, so it wouldn't have mattered. But it would have been a little easier on the mind. Yeah. I know for you guys, like, you probably have no idea really what the cut line's at. Like, it's pretty hard to figure it out. You're not, like, watching everyone all day. The golf no, but there's – there's scoreboards out there that will show you a projected cut. Yeah, I know, but yeah, so that's what I'm going to say. It, that projected cut is probably coming from the Golf Channel or like one of these, or the PGA Tour. I don't know if you've been following, Nolan. They seem to be so far off every week. They have no idea. No idea. <laughs> every single week, the commentators are like, oh, the cut's looking like a minus two, and everyone on Twitter is like, it's going to be like even. They're yeah. like so far off. Especially when it was at uh, at the memorial, when it was like, oh, the cut line's just gonna keep dropping because it's just gonna keep getting harder as the afternoon rolls in, and they're like, oh, it'll probably stay here. All these guys are not gonna make the cut, and everyone is just going crazy on Twitter, like, this is gonna drop at least one, probably two more shots. It was, it was. Uh... It was tough, but I will say that I, I think Memorial was playing tougher than the PGA was. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that turned yeah, out like I agree. But I okay, tell me how you liked that course. I mean, I really liked that course for a major championship. There's a lot of risk reward. Um, it seemed pretty fair. The green seemed really nice, rolling rolling pretty pure. What what was your thoughts on mm. Park? I mean, it, it was a good golf course. Um, I don't think it had much character, if you will. 
Um, okay. In the sense that the last few holes had some characters. 16, 17, 15, 16, 17, 18 did. Um, you can even go back to 14 as much. Um, but I think that it was a lot of the, the same look. I mean, the holes weren't really the same in, in essence of the length and the green complexes and whatnot. But you were kind of hitting like a lot of the same shots, maybe? A lot of the same shots, and uh, the fairways were had almost a lot of the same look to them. I mean, whether they turned right or turned left or were straight, they there was a lot of trees with some thick rough on the side, maybe a bunker or two. Um, but I like the golf course, so I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite ones ever, but it, it was a good, solid track, and I, I got to like it more and more throughout the week. And, you know, some of the uh, the area it was in was great, and, and – uh, you know, it being my first major championship just makes it that much better. Whether or not you were, like, a viewer and a fan of that course or not, it produced a super fun ending for a major right. champion. What about that shot Morikawa hit on 16, dude? Dude, and the, the chip-in earlier, and I think that chip-in, he got a little lucky because it, it hit the little fringe and got that little speed boost off the, the lip oh, of the fringe. <laughs> yeah, um, but still hit a good chip. And then, dude, as I saw this tweet, it was like, Kalmer Kawa is like that, what we do in all the video games when you take out driver on a drivable par four and you just, like, nail it to, within 10 feet. You got to be kidding. Right. right. Well, you you know, I, I don't know the exact number, but Colin Morikawa has played roughly, I want to say roughly, like, 28 tournaments, 30 23, tournaments, I think. 23, is that what it is? 23 yeah. tournaments on the PGA Tour. You know how many cuts he's missed? One. One cut. Yeah. And it came recently. So he went roughly 20 tournaments in a row to start his PGA Tour career without missing a cut. That's impressive. Very. And then he misses a cut, and then he plays his best golf after it. Maybe he was feeling the pressure trying to make the cuts. Yeah, he's won two out of his last four weeks or whatever. I mean, and he was a, like a four footer away from winning a different week, right? <laughs> and a hard look. Think out. about think about the earnings that boy's made just off the tournament in the last four weeks. Yeah, buku bucks. I saw. I think he graduated from college. I think like eight months ago, and he's made six point nine million dollars. Right. What What is he in the FedEx Cup now? It's got to be like top five. I know he's fifth in the world. I don't know what he is in FedEx. Is he like, five in the world now? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was like maybe only like eighth in the FedEx Cup or I don't know. But anyway, the, the interesting thing about him is he's played that course quite a bit. So everyone was thinking, oh, there's, a, there's definitely a chance he could win this because, well, did he grow up around there? I don't know if he grew up around there, but obviously played college around there and played at Harding Park quite often. So right. he was. I don't know where he grew up. I don't know much about Morikawa other than what I've seen on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy ending, though, like, for him to win it in that fashion. What, there was, like, eight guys tied for the lead with, like, a hole left – or, like, three holes left until he got to 16. Right. I was yeah. going nuts, man. I was like, I can't even follow this. Like, every single shot is so important right now from, like, seven yeah, way different too guys. Confusing. Yeah. I said at the beginning of the week, I projected 12 under win the golf tournament. I think I was pretty close. Yeah. No, I think if you go back to our last pod, I think I said, like, 
yeah, I think we all said like 12 or 13. So Yeah. But one thing that we keep consistent, we still have not picked a winner in like <laughs> God, like two years or something. <laughs> Speaking of picking winners, I chose Brooks Kepka the last uh, last week. We can uh, we can divulge into a little Brooks Kepka talk here. Yeah. What What do you think about his comments about DJ? Dude, uh, I loved it. I love. I, that's the one thing I love about Brooks is he's very confident in himself and his game, which he should be. Um, but I also <laughs> love it when it, someone gets put in their place a little. So that was uh, fun fun for me. I'm not like a huge Brooks fan either. I Kind of because uh, I'm a Tiger guy and I'm afraid of Brooks like winning everything. Um, but I think that was fun to see. And the – the stat I saw was on Sunday, he beat one person on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We were, uh, I, I took a red eye out Sunday night and flew into uh, Charlotte on uh, Atlanta Monday morning. And I got to my flight there in uh, San Fran, Harold Barner sitting there. Harold and I, if we played together a couple times and know each other a little bit, and we started talking and he, to start it off, Harold is, for our listeners, Harold is one of the most genuine people out there in the sense of just because he's a PGA Tour player hasn't changed him one single bit. Um, but I, I, we were talking about the whole Brooks thing, and it was just funny to get other people's views. Um, you know, the guy, Brooks wants to win, man. And at the end of the day, I, I know there's – things to be said and things not to say and things you shouldn't do and things you should do and whatnot. But I think part of the comments he was saying, I'm not, I'm not backing them in any essence, because I don't think they were very, uh, I think he could have done something a little better job with them. But, uh, you know, part of that was the competitiveness of him coming out. Um, at the end of the day, like, once you take a step back and actually look at it, like, you know, it's not something you really want to hear from a player, but if you really break it down, the guy is just competitive. And he wants to win every time he tees it up, just like any other guy. Uh, on the PGA Tour, I mean, everyone he teed it up last week wanted to win, obviously, and this week and next week and the week after that. But uh, I think there could have been a little, little better way to go about that. I mean, Zach, did you find it, like, a little, like, disrespectful? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, Brooks knows what he's doing. I think, like, for sure he's very cocky and he, like, thinks he's the best and all that. But I think most guys on tour do also. But I think Brooks is very aware of social media and how he's going to be portrayed. And he wants, like, the non-hardcore golf fans to just love him and think he's hilarious and all that. And But, yeah, he definitely went about it a bad way just going after DJ. I mean, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, Rory put it pretty pretty good. He's like, yes. He was like, he's like, Rory not a fan of Brooks. I don't think um, <laughs> Rory's very respect. All these other players are, and and Rory kind of put it in a good way. And he said, "Man, Brooks, DJ's got like three times the amount of PJ Tour wins, and you should put a little respect on that name, you know." Do we know if uh, Brooks and DJ are, like, friends with each other or maybe not after this? 
I have no idea, but I would assume not. I thought I saw something about like people were assuming they were friends because they worked out together and Brooks. I don't know if I read it in someone's article, but something about Brooks saying we're not like good friends just because we work out together. But yeah. also, DJ probably just doesn't care. He, like, DJ doesn't give a fully forgot after the tournament that like he was playing golf. You see see DJ walking around the golf course, warming up or whatever, and there's an aura around him that he just – he cares, but he doesn't give two shits. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's so – No, I don't know what you mean. Like, in a good way. Like, he cares, like, he works hard and he wants to win, but he's not, like, bothered by losing. He's not going to be bothered by losing, yes. Exactly. That's, That's what I was trying to say. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. married to Paulina Gretzky. You shouldn't be bothered by losing. <laughs> he's never losing. Yeah. Uh, Paulina Gretzky is uh, pretty easy on the eyes, I must say. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that's that's the kind of you. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. I said that's very kind of you to say that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she appreciates it. Just just because she's Wayne's son, I give her mad respect. Wayne's daughter, but maybe. <laughs> Wait, Wayne, Wayne. But we don't know. <laughs> daughter. <laughs> another big storyline though from it i thought was the whole tony finau how i feel like he's led the last like five tournaments and hasn't converted but he finally one, played well yeah exactly. his, uh, i saw his old caddy out with a new player this week oh really who was he with patrick rogers i believe oh that's another good player um, I, I, it was, I was walking the golf course this morning and it was in a group of four players and he was around Patrick. So I think it was Patrick. I didn't see him carrying a bag or anything. So don't, but, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was Patrick Reed cause I did not see Lance who was caddying for him. I hit up, I hit up Tony and said, Hey, I'm open. If you need, if you need someone on the bag, just hit me up whenever. That's right. <laughs> just tell him the seven iron goes 145 yards. <laughs> Yeah, he also – everyone talks about Bryson. Finau, I think, hits it just as far. He just doesn't do it on every single no hole. No way. You want to th- talk about hitting it far. Finau dude. doesn't hit it as far as Bryson? There's another gear in DeChambeau's body, dude, that no one else has. But what about Champ, it. man? Nope. Champ also. Nope. I guess <laughs> Bryson so has the ones where he just, like, decides he's going to murder the ball. Yeah, if, if if DeChambeau wants to get after a ball, he is head and heels above everyone in terms of length. We didn't see that that much this week, I feel like, from him. He didn't no, and because because of the rough, man. Like, fairways were crucial. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't obviously watch or see a lot of it because I was on the golf course, but I would assume he didn't hit as many drivers. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but no, not I remember, as many as some other week. Right. Yeah, there was. There were no like 340, 50 yard drives from Deschambeau this week. Partially, we're in the colder climate, the West Coast, the heavy air. So right, ball was not traveling. Yeah, I yeah. think it was the cold more that affected him not hitting driver than the rough. Okay, and how cold was it? I saw Jason Day out there with freaking mittens on at some point. It was like 65 degrees. No, no, bro. It was I, – well, I was born and raised in Seattle. Yes, okay. And I went to the golf course. Granted, I didn't keep them on once the round started. 
because we teed off a little, you know, after it was not cold or warming up, I should say. Uh, you you know the like forty five degree golfing weather that we get up here in the Pacific it's, Northwest. It's exactly what it was, partner. Really? It may, the, the, the temperature, the actual physical temperature, may not have been forty days, five it's coming degrees. off the ocean, that ocean breeze. <laughs> but I had, I had rain pants and a rain jacket on the last three days I showed up at the golf course because I thought I was brave enough on Tuesday and Wednesday to show up in, a, in shorts and a regular golf shirt. And my nipples were about as hard as anything and I could cut glass from a mile away. <laughs> so I decided to start wearing some rain pants and jacket, but then that was too hot. So I just, once I got started walking and moving, those things shed right off. Okay. Okay. They had us, they had us out eating outside in California. Like they didn't let us, they had this, Big ass pavilion set up for us to eat in, and the governor came out and was like, "No, these guys have to eat outside. Um, they cannot eat inside." And these tables inside were separated by, oh, I don't know, forty feet, thirty feet. So I don't know, man. I, I it's this whole all the COVID stuff is, it's funny because it's so state to state. You know, yeah, the PGA, the PGA has their rules, and then the state comes in and says, "No, like that's not going to happen." You guys are doing good on the COVID testing, though. Yeah, Keep, yeah, yeah. Keeping a, keeping a solid. I was very hesitant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we won't go into that, but we're we're, we're all good. <laughs> okay. So, is it fun getting tested constantly? Are you used to it yet? Dude, it's still the worst thing ever. <laughs> Every single time. Whenever they pull this little cotton swab out that's about that long, probably eight inches long, maybe not, six inches long, and they go, which nostril do you want it in? I'm just like, I don't care what nostril, man. Just fuck, just put it up one of them. And just get it over with. Tickle I got my a, I got a call in from, from our producer saying we actually – I misquoted Calmer – Morikawa, wow, has made 27 starts, not 23. 27, so you were huh? closer. But he's yeah. 26 oh, of 27 on the PGA Tour, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, fuck, that's impressive. So before we stop talking about Bryson, what about when he snapped his driver head? <laughs> Leaning down on it. I didn't even know you, could re- you were allowed to replace it. I yeah, apparently, think that's if it's somewhat of a new rule because it's I don't think accidental, it. it's fine or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, and now does Mark carry like extra clubs in his car or something? Or? Yeah, he has he has a backup driver. He has a backup putter. Yeah, you gonna snap that thing. <laughs> I'm sure he has a backup wedge or two. But how are you like? He would leave it in the car. Wouldn't it take quite a while to just go go grab the backup driver? Bryson's, uh, I think it's his coach, went and got it. Oh, interesting. Because co- coaches are allowed on the golf course now. And actually, uh, when it by state now, it depends on the state, but the wives are allowed to come out. I saw that. Oh, by state. PGA Tour wives. Yeah. I have some breaking news for the podcast. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won in halfway through the fifth overtime period. Wow. Wow. I think it's the third longest game ever. 
can we, while we're on hockey, well, how about you two discuss what went down between Pittsburgh and Montreal? Well, that's incredible. No, 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 no. Bring no, no. It up after. First of all, that's an embarrassment for your franchise, Reed. We <laughs> were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and you lost to us, and you didn't even get the first pick. So this just really is a down. I, I, I didn't see the draft lottery. Who got the first pick? The Rangers. Rangers. What, what's yeah. Pittsburgh? Uh, I guess they're picking, like, out from 9 to 12. Or 9 to 14. So, I'm slowly shifting gears. I still love the Penguins. Oh, yeah. Breaking news. But the, uh, the Seattle team is coming in soon. That's Sorry. reasonable, though. I give it to you. I was born and raised in Seattle, man. We've never had an NHL team. And now the Kraken is coming into town. Yeah. The, I, I'm thinking about it getting tattooed on my body. You wow. get a tattoo that says Crackhead because that's the, their fan base. <laughs> hey, Seattle is the fucking Crackhead city. You should get, yeah. a, you should get it on your butt. Half, half of it, just like K-R-A. And then <laughs> <laughs> so when and I they play in the Crack House. It's really incredible. <laughs> crack House, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but they have a sick logo. Man, it is sick. And the yeah. colors. It only works Props, for like a yeah. Props to their design team. Yeah. Sure. Well, no, you gonna you gonna be a, a Kraken fan or what's going on? I mean I don't know, man. I I was bred a, a Montreal Habs fan from from that. <laughs> a Montreal Habs fan. Canadian. Yeah, Montreal Habs. You can't even say it right. No one, you gotta go Canadian or Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> they put they shoot the hockey and the puck in the in the field goals. <laughs> um, There's that hockey I don't know with the rapper. Let's play that hockey. Who is it? Being now? a Portland sports fan, you almost have this like this. You can't really like Seattle sports teams, even though a lot of people love the Seahawks, who are from Portland. Um, and it's okay because we don't have an NFL team. So it would be okay because we don't have a NHL team. But I, I don't know what to do. I don't know. And that's your arch rival. Yeah. Or it should be your arch rival. Speaking of, let's, let's stay off topic while we are off topic. Um, the Portland Trailblazers just won a nail-biter against the Dallas Mavericks to take the eighth spot right now for the Western Conference. So that was a big one. Damian Lillard had 61 points. I got to ask this. How boring is NBA basketball right now? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. I don't know what you're talking about. First, for Nolan, it's not bad because he's like a rare team that the games matter. Yeah. For like every other fan base, this is like the worst. First of all, basketball is boring until like the last four minutes. That, no, 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 no. Let's put it. The NBA is – college basketball is great because they fucking play with effort the whole game. NBA, yeah. you're, teach, you're taught fundamentals as a kid. One of the fundamentals is to box out. Another one is to put your hands up when someone shoots. And yeah. never, ever, ever, ever do you see those two things happen in the NBA. Ever. Usually, when you, no usually when you box out in the NBA, you get called for a foul. <laughs> well, it seems like the refs need some work then. They do. They've been a little bit rusty. And then, not to mention, the Portland Timbers, the MLS team over here, are in the uh, – they're calling the MLS's back cup or playoff or whatever you want to call it. It's a tournament. And we're in the finals, and we're up 
Oh my gosh. Well, it's one one now. <laughs> like two minutes ago, it was one nothing. But it's who, who are they playing, Nolan? They're playing uh, Orlando City. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the uh, fuck. I went to school in Orlando. Are they the Lions? They've got like a lion on their logo, but to be honest, Agreed. don't know. I think they're the lion. I think they're the, something like the Lions or the Orlando City. Yeah, we'll go with the Lions. Yeah, we'll go with the Lions. But anyway, is, is it just one game? Well, yeah. So they they already played. This is the finals. They're in the finals. Oh, I thought it's one of those on aggregate things. You know? Oh, you're right. You're right. I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan's gonna celebrate the win after, and then find out. Down no, the like, dude. There's another game. Or that they lost the first game. Yeah. Right. Uh, well. Go Timbers. The Montreal Impact were eliminated a long time ago. <laughs> Montreal Impact. All these soccer friggin' names are awesome. The Sounders, yeah. the Impact, the That's Timbers. True. And then there's Toronto FC, which they don't, just, they don't have a name, I guess. That's probably the best one in the bunch. Yeah. Well, like, talking about Montreal before, well, this, now we're getting back into golf, but before we get to next week, the 2024 President's Cup is in Montreal. Who, who, who? It's gonna be right. a party. What golf course, Max? Royal Montreal. It's like the, the uh, fanciest course in Montreal. The they oldest golf course in North America. Is it? I didn't even really? know that. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I heard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they've had uh, some McKenzie Tour events there. I know. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good course, but I don't see how they're gonna make it very difficult because I think it's pretty short. Oh, it's going to be difficult because the Canadian fans are going to get rowdy. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, three years to prepare it. They'll probably, like, completely renovate it all for it. True. I, I don't think there's ever been a President's Cup in Canada. I may be mistaken. Um, uh, probably not. Hopefully we have some Canadians in it when it comes around. I feel like hopefully, there have... Hopefully we have fans. Yeah. Yes. 2024, man, I... <laughs> Yeah, I was knock on wood. We are most definitely the biggest golf podcast out of Montreal, so we should have like premier access to the event. Absolutely, we'll have premier <laughs> access because we're all flying up to Zach's humble abode, and that's know. right. And one lucky fan. Yes. <laughs> Three years in advance, we're doing giveaways. But uh, going into this week, we got the Wyndham Championship. Mm. We got. We got Hubs playing in it. We also got our boy Sebastian Kaplan back playing. Right on. I'm, I'm staying with Ed. Ed right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Nice, nice. Any other? So how to Ed for us? Ed is, uh, Ed is upstairs uh, laying down watching some, uh, some television. Oh, love that guy. Yeah. You guys, yeah, just don't be up all night. No, no, no. no. I, hate I, you too. I would never. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ed isn't a big, like, Warzone guy? No, no, I was getting my shit kicked last night on Warzone, though. Oh, we're, I'm terrible at that game. Still zero kills. Seriously? Seriously. Oh, but I don't play it anymore because I'm so bad. It's horrifying, first of all. I don't need people shooting at me out of nowhere. It's horrifying. It's a video game. <laughs> it's way too high stress. Hey, Zach, we, we need to get on and uh, get a game going together. 
yeah, yeah. When I'm back in Montreal in a couple of days, we could play. But you'll Where be are you dead. right now? I'm back in Toronto because I got to pack up my stuff. New apartment, so uh, got to move out. Big things. So you're staying, so you're in Toronto moving to Montreal? No, no, I'm moving to a new apartment in, in Toronto. Okay. He's in a bad place right now. I mean, if you listen to any of yeah, our early podcasts, here. there's cops all the time. <laughs> Every single episode. I closed the window this time. I'm surprised I still haven't heard any. <laughs> but, but give us the rundown for the uh, Wyndham this week, Ree. Um, golf course is shorter. Uh, very um, specified on distance control. Um, greens are phenomenal. Rough is long. Um, good old Bermuda rough. Uh, every time you hit it in there, it's going to sink to the bottom. Um, it's not as thick as last week, um, if you will, as far as the type of grass. Um, so it's a little easier to get through the golf ball, but it's still pretty thick. Uh, fairways are crucial. Um, the greens are good, so we're going to need to putt well to win. Uh, the good player there, the, the players who finish at the top are going to putt well, as they usually do, but especially this week since the greens are so good. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a little elevation change here and there. Um, well bunkered. A um, couple par fives that are gettable. Good, good, good golf course, though. Good golf course, and uh, – Looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't know about you. I like when there's more par fives because I think it makes it more fun. Do you prefer two par fives or four par fives? Three par fives. Three par fives. Wow. No, I'm a big par five guy. It just adds excitement. No, I like par fives. Um, But in the same essence... I think par fives lend itself to more birdies, which is great for the viewers. But I think if you add a longer par four in there, as they did last week, making nine a par four, not a par five, it just changes the strategy up a little bit. Yeah, um, there's not a a hole that that hole's taken away. That's going to be a good looking birdie, and now it's going to be a tough par or whatever. Yeah, I think this week, is it fair to say it's going to be a bit of a birdie fest? Like, I feel like it's going to be in the 20s, the winning score? I would say not. I think, I oh. think, I think typically, um, Mark and I were talking today as we got uh, shoved off the golf course for our second time because of lightning. Um, but I, I, he was saying that typically middle – 13, 14, 15, 16, four under a day has a good shot at winning. Really, yeah. Well, last year it was the uh, postman, JT Postman, who won uh, 22 under. Was it 22? Yeah. And Webb Simpson has had three straight top three finishes at this event. Really? Yeah. But uh, oh, so you, this was, I think, Victor Hovland's big uh, breakout performance at this event. Yeah, I, I remember that. Are you weaseling your way into a pick right now, Zach? I am, but we're not there yet. But I will be giving the pick. Uh, Reed, you guys, or Hubbard's played this course, or he hasn't? Yeah, he's played this course a few times uh, when he was on tour before. Okay. Yeah, so uh, he, we, we, you know, we played um, 
10 through 17 today. And as I mentioned before, we got uh, rained out of our uh, 18th hole. We had to come out of on, it would be 15, um, due to another lightning uh, occurrence. But um, yeah, he's played here a few times. So, But there's only one hole that's changed from what I can tell from the last time he's seen it. Um, and that was the par five, or sorry, par four, 14, that has been lengthened. So. Yeah, well, uh, so with that, do we want to all give our picks for the event? Let's do it. Nolan? Go ahead, Nolan. Um, let's see. I, uh, I'm, I'm waffling between a, a few. Um, watching Paul Casey play last week really wants mm. really makes me want to pick him. This is a golf course for him, man. Yeah, I didn't realize he's 40 years old now. That dude's yeah. been around for a while. Casey's been playing like some really good golf. I mean, he missed like the cut at the memorial, but I don't know if you guys saw he made like an eighth on the par three by like blading a ball like yeah. greenside, like 120 yards over the green into the water. Right. Whoa. Ooh, I, I don't was could have been 17. I think 17. I think because he was like 16. Yeah, he was like two shots clear of the cut and then just nightmare. I'm not going to pick him, though, because I, he might fall under the uh, PGA Championship hangover uh, category. Well, he, he just put a lot of energy in last week and uh, came close, but not not low enough, if you will. Um, so I think I'm going to go. With the kind of um, – it's funny you mentioned his name earlier, uh, Reed. But I'm going to go – Patrick Rogers is going to get a victory this week. <laughs> wow. I, I like that pick. Well, not going to lie. crazy. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling it. I think – I know – I remember watching him in college and was like, this guy's going to win on tours. And so – where do you play college, Nolan? Do you remember? I know. Uh, Stanford, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my pick here. I'm not gonna go with the pick of Webb because I think uh, we we're not we're not in the business of picking huge favorites here. So I'm gonna go with another guy. I'm I'm not even 100 percent sure he's in the field to be honest with you. But. <laughs> but I'm going with Benny Ann because he had a third place finish here last year. And this guy is going to win a tournament one week by like 10 strokes when he finally learns how to putt. Dude, the dude cannot putt. I saw him miss a putt, like a, a nine footer by like two feet. And I was <laughs> like two feet to the right. And I was like, man, Look, what he the can't heck? putt at all. But he, he's like the greatest golfer in the world by far outside of putting. And then, like, the fact that he ever makes a cut is remarkable, let alone, like, he has top finishes. I'm trying to see if he's even in the field. <laughs> okay, well, if he's on the field, then he's my pick for the tournament after, and I'm checking. <laughs> I just you know who I like? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I assumed he was in the field, but I think you might be right. I'm not seeing him. You know who I like a lot is Corey Connors. Yes, that would. I won't pick him now. But my other pick, I, I'm going to pick less of a long shot pick here. Forty to one, Sung J M, because I'm just going to keep picking him until he decides he's going to play golf like how he was before the restart. 
Gotcha. He's been he's been struggling a little bit. Yeah, but like I don't think someone could be that good for so long before and not get back to it, which is probably why I lose a lot of money betting on golf. But you win some, you lose some. Have you ever won? Have you ever won a golf bet, Zach? Uh, daily fantasy, I've done very well. Golf betting, not usually. But it's because I bet on like uh, like people like five hundred to one every week. Guys, like, if you yeah. want to <laughs> do good in golf betting, do not listen to us. Go to our website. Go to fromthestadium.com and check out check out the guys who make picks on there because they are professional. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Mike. He's picked four of the last five winners. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, writing on our site. Crazy. <laughs> wow. And he only gives like three picks to win. He doesn't give like 100 picks every week. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's good stuff. Reed? On you. My pick this week. Goodness gracious. Is Carlos Ortiz playing this week? Yeah, I I saw his name in there. This is a great golf course for Carlos Ortiz. I like that. If I'm not taking my own boy, I'm taking Carlos Ortiz. Well, yeah, all all of us, that was the clause was – Besides Absolutely. Mark Hubbard. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm taking, I'm sick, I'm taking uh, CeeLo Ortiz. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because also, if Hubbard wins, even if you don't pick him, you're rolling anyways. The Tesla oh, yeah. is coming. It doesn't really matter if you had him pick. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be a Tesla. It would be a badass truck. Oh, oh, we're on truck? What about the Camaro? Trucks before Camaro. That thing was sweet, man. Driving that Camaro around last week in San Francisco was sick incredible so uh before we felt a little bad for you because you didn't get to witness some amazing golf commentary from lefty himself when he came on maybe it was actually pretty good i loved it it was actually he did he gave he gave insight on shots that maybe the announcers couldn't give because he had been there yeah yeah you know what i mean I just like flipped it on and heard a different voice, and I was like, "What the heck is that? Like Trevor Immelman? Who the heck is that? I can't like tell who's talking because it was like they're like jabbering really fast, and it wasn't like your your Jim Nance or right. whoever. People were saying they loved the Scott Van Pelt takes too, but Phil Mickelson, man, he's like it's like Tony Romo all over again. Yeah, yeah, true. Where's Romo been? <laughs> Probably, probably quit golf after his few uh, tour occurrences. Yeah, Steph Curry's next. But it's true. Romo's just, like, falling off the golf world. Maybe he was embarrassed. Could have been. But uh, before we finish things off, I have, a, I have a change of thing. Because usually my thing is asking terrible questions for, as a Canadian to our guests. But since we don't have a guest, I thought of this idea. There should be a tournament once a year that is a par three golf course. Absolutely. How fun would that be? Yeah, it would be incredible. And I was 270-yard par threes. Yeah. Well, you have some that are, like, crazy long and some that could be, like, crazy short. Like, like 55 yards. Yeah. Incredible. But, like, you know a tiny green on the on a perch of, like, a volcano. <laughs> yeah, where you have, like, like, a 130-foot putt one hole. Like, you just start on the green. <laughs> I like hey, that. You know, I'll tell you what. If they had, if they had a par three golf course, 
and they could dress a par three golf course up as much as they wanted, the winner would definitely be over par, 100%. If they, oh, yeah, well, if they made it really tough? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every hole's 250 yards. <laughs> right. A 250-yard island. That's right. <laughs> Brilliant. No landing room, just the green. Yeah. Yeah, so we need, we need to get that happening. I don't know why it's never been brought up. We'll go to Interbank Golf Club in Seattle. It's a par three golf course. Yes. I'm a big fan of par three golf courses, I must say. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nolan, you got a tiger fact for us? I do. I do. I've got a couple here. I'm trying to decide between. But um, I've, this one is the like most recent one I just stumbled upon. Um, and it happened – it came across in a video I was watching um, from Golf TV – and so Tiger, like, loves dogs. He's always had dogs growing up, and he's got, like, two border collies right now. Um, but his first dog <laughs> is kind of funny, and I, I really want some more back history on this. Um, his first dog's name was Boom Boom. And do we all know who's got the nickname of Boom Boom on tour? Red couples. Red couples. <laughs> like, there's got to be a connection between <laughs> – Tiger's dog and Fred. Boom, boom. Like, I want to know. Boom, 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 boom. They got a good relationship, too, Tiger and Freddie. So, (laughs) I'm very curious as to how that That's where it's from? What's that? Do you think that, well, I guess that is why his dog's named Boom, boom. Well, what's weird is it was a dog when he was, like, younger, too. Oh, I had no idea Tiger was a big dog guy. He's a big dog guy. He Is that like well-known him. information that I just... Let's him sleep with him. So he's a huge dog guy. No, no, no. no. That's, this is just a Tiger aficionado going in the insider information. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you only get the stuff here on from the back tees. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's good stuff. Okay, Reed. Trivia or uh, trivia uh, question comes from the geography portion, I guess, if you want to call it that. This baseball player hit his first ever home run in the major leagues in North Carolina. Who was it? Which is where you guys are playing, right? Right. Okay. How good of a baseball player is he? Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Is there like a hint as to what team? Like, how are we supposed to get just purely off Hall of Famer? I'll give you. I'll give you this. Uh, he has a candy bar that is named after him. Candy bar. That. Oh, okay. I know it then. It's Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Okay. Yeah. Babe Ruth. Wow. Babe so, Ruth hit his first home run ever in North Carolina. That was too good of a hint, obviously. <laughs> Wait, so, but I don't know what other hint I could have given you that would have lent itself to that. You know what I mean? You could have like, said, like, I don't know. He played played for Boston and New York. No. Yeah, I don't know that. I'm not that much of a baseball player. Or New York. You're good with your <laughs> trivia questions. Bad with the hints. That, hey, hey I, I don't follow baseball, man. I just know that Babe Ruth was a uh, legend. Was it his first home run in the major leagues, or? I believe so. I'm pretty sure it was his first home run in the major leagues, and I'm pretty sure well, that, that was lending to Wikipedia. Okay. Interesting. So I'm just gonna go change it right now to Oregon, not North Carolina. 
<laughs> All right. Well, uh, is there anything else we want to add to the show? Not a whole lot. We're here this week in Boston next week for the uh, first week of the playoffs. It looks like we are guaranteed through Chicago, which is the second week of the playoffs. So hopefully we make it to Atlanta. Yeah, you guys uh, are, what, 38? I think no, I no, we're like 40, 41 maybe. Are you sure? I, well, I, in, is it not updated, like the PGA Tour site? Because I just saw 38. But Really? Yeah. I was watching well, – the only reason I said that is I was watching the projections as uh, – tournament was finishing last week it can, it can always change as people shuffle okay all right well see i think i just brought you some exciting news you moved up three spots congratulations love it love, it. <laughs> love yeah. to hear it well good uh luck this week good luck this week yeah great thank you boys appreciate it we'll uh we'll see you on next week's edition of uh, from the back tees that's right Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with 30. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.